Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. Rakuten is proud to present Elizabeth I, the new podcast about Elizabeth Taylor as the original influencer. She was famous for her impeccable style, and Rakuten wants to help you save on the styles you love. Shopping for the perfect holiday party outfit? Rakuten makes it possible with cash back, deals, and coupons. Save money at stores you love. Get started at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N, Rakuten.com. Well, I happen to know for a fact that Santa Claus is real. Ho, 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 ho! Santa Claus is coming to town. There's only one fat guy that brings his presents, and his name ain't Santa. Santa? Yeah, uh, Santa! Of course, Santa, the big man, the head honcho, the connection. Santa Claus is coming to town. Ho, 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 ho!
Mm-hmm. So I just said, all right, you, you go ahead of me. No, I insist. You go ahead of me. No, seriously, you go ahead of me. There was a, a grandma in like a kitty cat uh, pull, pullover fleecy hoodie. I was like, cat sweater lady, come on, you go ahead of me. And so I let them all ahead of me and I'm chatting with these people. And this guy is trying to, he's buying like jello cups and he's trying to scan them and the machine isn't working. And now we're the, the five of us are looking at each other. It's so frustrating. And I said, you know, I always thought if I was going to be a Walmart employee, I'd at least get dental. Oh, how we all laughed because we are basically unpaid Walmart team members at this point. Yeah. You're checking yeah, yourself yeah. out. You're, oh, I know. I mean, you have, there's no help in any direction. We're trying to, the man is struggling to scan his jello cups. And we're like, the lady who, uh, the first lady I let in front of me goes, Oh, I think maybe that's not the barcode. She is now helping the other customer correctly scan his jello. And we ended up having like a really fine time, you know, had great conversation. They asked me if I was ready for Christmas. I told them that no, I was not ready for Christmas. I asked if they were ready for Christmas. And the one woman said that she had bought some gifts but hadn't wrapped any. I mean, before it was all said and done, I thought we were going to go out to dinner together. We we spent You should that much unionize. Time. You should unionize against Walmart. That's what you need to do. I I had a similar experience when I was checking out at the supermarket yesterday, as a matter of fact. I got about 10 items. One of the items was a bottle of wine. And I was going to check out. There were two clerks working the regular checkouts. And there were six people in each line. And each one had a a bunch of stuff in their cart. So I'm not... I said, I I just can't wait that long. So I went over to the... uh, the uh, self-checkout. And did you learn I, your mistake right then and there? Mm-hmm. As soon mm-hmm. as I hit the wine, it says, uh, ID check, necessary, help is on the way. There was no help. There was no yeah. help. There's that's no an, one there. Dude, and, that's and an I'm amateur standing, rookie mistake. Mm. And I'm, I'm standing there, and all of a sudden the machine is saying, would you like to cancel this sale? Would you like to cancel this sale? Would you like to continue? And people are looking at me. I... And I got kind of nervous, and I took out my uh, little carton of blueberries, and they spilled all over the floor in front of me. I've got blueberries running everywhere. I can't get away from this machine. And it was everything that I, I had just to shut up. Did, I guess your house is for sale now. You have to leave town and start over somewhere else. I think I do. I think I do. Listen, listen. Never try to buy alcohol in the self-checkout lane. Um, I really want you to come to the neighborhood um, Walmart market. I've been promoted to shift leader, and I will help you out. Oh, okay. You will? Okay. I will. I will help you out. I'm so excited. It's a real opportunity. Right. All right, coming up, we got morons in the news. We're going to throw it back today for Throwback Thursday with comic Bill Engvall's big moment, his big debut, Oprah's favorite things, the Bob and Cherry box office and more. This is Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry wants you to color your way to winning a $100 Visa gift card and a copy of the Bob and Sherry coloring book, It's Always Something. A coloring book for exhausted adults. All you have to do is... Number one. Go to the Bob and Sherry website and hit the contest page. Number two. Download the image. Number three. Color the image however you want. Number four. Upload the image to hello at bobandsherry.com where our blue ribbon panel of judges will pick a winner. Color your way to a hundred dollar visa gift card and a copy of our new coloring book from bob and sherry 
Happy Hour tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. I saw a post of things that parents have said that are somewhat inappropriate or a little bit kooky. And I don't want to run through all of them, but there were two that were my favorite, and I have to share them right now. The first one, this person says, I was having lunch in McDonald's, and I heard a mother scold her four-year-old to, quote, finish your mayonnaise, unquote. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Ew. I don't blame the kid for not wanting to finish her mayonnaise. I know. I want to I want to adopt the kid. Are you kidding me? Hey, finish your mayonnaise. I guess, you know, it's free. You can you can fill up. And the other one is this is so wrong, but it's priceless. Uh this person's child's school had costume day and the theme was dress as your favorite character from your favorite book. You know, and the other kids came as Winnie the Pooh and Harry Potter, Anne of Green Gables. And this kid came as Mr. Gray from Fifty Shades of Grey. (laughs) (laughs) You know, if you're a teacher, that's got to make your day. I mean, it's wrong, right? It's an S&M book. It's wrong. But as a teacher, you're just every day. It's it. First of all, there's a million Winnie the Poohs. There's going to be a million Harry Potters, right, with, with the little wands and everything. But this dude shows up with a snappy looking, you know, tight suit and a thin tie. <laughs> that's got to be as a teacher. You know, that's a little bit of comic relief. You just you probably just want to let it go. If you're a teacher that that happens. And you, you call the kid, Jimmy, what what are you? And Mr. Gray from Fifty Shades of Gray. If you're the type of teacher that says, well, that's inappropriate. We have to call the principal, get the principal. And they, no, no, don't be that. Just I, just laugh. I think laugh that I would. Kind of let it um, go. I think I would definitely tell the parents just so they'd have a heads up in case this same thing went down at Sunday school. You know? Yeah. Like, I, well, that I, would just be as, nice. Like, like, hey, you know, it really made me laugh, but heads up, you might want to know that his yeah. favorite character is Christian Grey in Fifty Shades yeah. of Grey. Yeah, exactly. You know, the thing about the mayonnaise, I was thinking about that. As a kid, I really don't remember my mother really lean and not never my father, really leaning in on am I eating the most nutritious breakfast slash lunch slash dinner? I don't remember that. And I think I grew up in the first wave of the, I don't care what they're eating. It seems to be okay because it's advertised on TV and they're not bothering me right now, generation. <laughs> she she never a- said, you know, you need some protein in the morning to get through third grade. Or fifth grade or seventh grade. Uh, You're not leaving here until you finish this nutritious uh, scrambled eggs and cantaloupe breakfast. I don't remember that. It's like I could have gone, gotten up, gotten a hit of orange juice, walked out the door, which happened all the time. And that was it. You could have taken a Dixie cup full of dry tang and an Oreo cookie with you. And your mom would have said, have a good day, Bobby. Have a good day. <laughs> that would yeah. Have been that. Yeah. And then said to herself, "Well, he'll get a nutritious bre- he'll get a nutritious lunch 
Uh, I think we had lunch at quarter of 11 uh, at my uh, elementary school. And you know what it was, especially back then, green beans that were cooking for hours and hours and pizza every other day. That's what it was. It was green beans and pizza. Your mom was counting on you getting a nutritious lunch at school. Mine would say things like, well, when they're hungry, they'll eat. <laughs> yeah, like a dog. <laughs> right. Yeah, like- but that's true. When we're hungry, we'll eat. And if what we right. eat is pixie sticks and a raw hot dog, oh, well, yeah. right? Yeah, at least you're eating. You're filling, you're eating. Yeah. You're filling up. Yeah. That's Morons right. in the News is next. It's Bob and Sherry. Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. It's Bob and Sherry. Don't be a moron. With morons in the news. I don't know if you're a thief or if you're a criminal and you get caught. Do you ever say to yourself, stupid, stupid, stupid? Well, there's a guy whose name is Brad, and that's the only name they released. And he went to the Walmart in Osceola, Florida, and he started stealing things in the Walmart during its annual Shop with a Cop event for community children. According to the sheriff's office, Mm. the event included nearly 40 deputies in attendance, along with the forensic team, community service team, and the sheriff, Marcos Lopez, all inside the store. Somebody with Walmart noticed that this guy was putting stuff in his clothes and alerted security. And security alerted, as I said, 40 deputies, the forensic team, and the community service team, and the sheriff, Marcos Lopez. They identified the suspect, as I mentioned, as Brad, and shared photos of the man in handcuffs along with the items that he was stealing. The sheriff's office called the attempt a bad idea. Stupid, stupid, stupid. 40 cops. Shop with a cop. That's the day that you pick. That is the day you pick, sir. Yeah, right. Well, he's not as bad as today's moron of the day, Henry Capuch. Henry Capuch is from Chicago, but he was vacationing in St. Petersburg, Florida, and he was at a place called Jimmy B's Beach Bar. And an employee headed over to the ice machine to get some ice, and he discovered Henry Capuch urinating into the ice machine. So he he called police, and um, police came to the bar and found Capuch and his girlfriend hanging out on the nearby beach. Capuch actively resisted arrest and did Mm. not obey lawful commands while being detained. Um, He was also under the, quote, alcohol influence. Ask Uh, me what Capuch does for a living, please. He's not uh, from Florida. He's not a Florida man. He's on vacation. He's not. I know. What Um, does Capuch do? Is is it something that, you know, is the exact opposite of how he was behaving? Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's not a minister. (laughs) Yeah, no. He's he's a member of the Chicago Police Department. (gasps) No. Capuch. Capooch left the Windy City behind and took a leak in an ice machine in St. Petersburg, Florida. Sir, Florida has enough going on. We don't need you coming in from Chicago and peeing on our ice cubes. That is is unnecessary. Capooch's mugshot is the face of a man who's like, (laughs) oh, man. Messed up. Messed up. 
That is more. You can put that up. We're going to put that on the Bob and Sherry Facebook. Um, that is morons in the news for today. Coming up, we're going to throw it back for Throwback Thursday with comedian Bill Engvall's big moment, his big debut. And you could see it all right from the very beginning. What a legendary comic he was going to grow up to be. It's Bob and Sherry. Veterans, there's no real way to say thank you for everything you've done for us. But the Bob and Sherry Show is sure going to try. We want to send veterans on vacation. Thanks to our friends at Visit Florida. Just nominate your favorite veteran by going to BobandSherry.com and hitting the contest tab and sharing their story. We could send that veteran and their family to Amelia Island, Florida to stay five nights at Residence Inn by Marriott Amelia Island. Located near the beach, this hotel has spacious suites complete with full kitchens, which are perfect for families. This also includes an eight-hour fishing charter with Pipe Dream Charters, a round of golf at Amelia River Club, and a Lux Boho Picnic, courtesy of Lux Picnics by Les, plus round-trip flights and a rental car. If you're active military or a veteran, Florida salutes you. Bob and Sherry are sending veterans on vacation. Nominate a veteran or yourself today at BobandSherry.com. Bob and Sherry contest rules apply. Bring whatever you drink and celebrate happy hour, 7 p.m. Eastern, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. Tonight, it's Bob and Sherry. So I saw this meme that I really like. The meme is of, it looks like a Disney um, shot from one of the early Disney movies, and it's a rabbit that is just exhausted. The rabbit has on a robe, and his eyes are bloodshot, and he just looks like he feels terrible. And the words are, adult life is a constant cycle of, I just need to get through this week, every week. <laughs> yeah. And you know. It's a terrible I, way to I, live. I, it's a terrible way to live. It really is a terrible way to live. And I looked at that thing and, you know, we really don't have jobs where, you know, I just need to get through this week. Every week you just, you just can't stand what you do and the hours are terrible and the you know, the people you work with are unpleasant, the boss is mean or whatever. Um, you know, we don't, we don't have that situation, but we've been in that situation. Even in radio, we, you know, a few years ago, the, uh, the former place we worked was just horrible, just absolutely horrible. I just need to get through this week. You hear about people and, and the expression is, if you pick a job that you love, you'll never work a day in your life, which is kind of an overstatement. Kind of a but lie. do you think that there are people out there? <laughs> yeah. Do you think there are Excuse me, out that's there? a lie. Max loves his job, but he never said, you know, I'm going to do a job I love, and I'm not only never going to work a day of my life, I'm going to work all the days of my life. But here's my question. I hear what you're saying, but here's my question. Is a guy who, I don't know, lives in Oregon, and he makes furniture, custom-made furniture, Right. And he sells it to furniture shops. And he's very talented at what he does. He All his life, he's loved working with wood. And he sands it, and he designs it, and he paints it, and all of that. And that's his job. That is what, is he one of those guys who never says, I just need to get through this week? Is he one of those guys that found the gig where he never works a day in his life? I, I don't think that that exists really. I think that's a fantasy because no matter how much you love what you do, you're going to have periods where you're so overwhelmed because you have a life outside of what you do and it can make it hard to have all the energy and focus that you need. I don't care how much you love your job. I think we all have that. 
I just got to get through this day or I just got to get through this week. Don't you? But if you take away your private life and the pressures of, you know, health and your family and money and all of that, and you just focus, are there people who are not, who have a job and they say, they never say, I just need to get through this week. You know, the guy, the guy who is the river guide in Colorado, all right, he lives in, he lives in Grand Junction and uh, he takes people out on, on, on river trips. Does he say that I've never worked a day in my life? So I Does think he, there's I, two parts to this. I think it's finding the right situation and then having a good attitude. Because mm-hmm. it, you can have a bad attitude with the greatest job in the world and life's going to seem like it sucks. So I think it, you have to have true. a really good attitude in addition to that. Yeah. Yeah. There are, there I mean, are obviously, there are better gigs than, than others. You do wonder why, you know, some people end up as uh, sound engineers in a recording studio and other people are working in the rendering plant with chickens. I think that Max is right. I think it really comes down to attitude. Like, um, I have an ex whose dad worked for a paper manufacturer and he worked Uh his way up from entry level all the way to management. And he loved it. He loved every aspect of the job. He loved looking at a tree. He loved looking at a piece of paper and thinking about all the steps in between. He loved the plant, the hours, the people. He absolutely loved it. And could talk to you for hours about it. He took me on a tour one day of the plant, which I thought was amazing. Because it was like being in an episode of How It's Made. Like seeing the pulp coming off these drums and turning into yeah, paper. Yeah. It was wild. It was so fun. I never heard that man say a negative thing about his job. And yet I work with and know people who have what others would view as fairy tale jobs. And they're mm-hmm. miserable. Mm-hmm. So I think Max is right. I think that it really does come down to like how you're wired, like your basic wiring, your basic attitude. Is Are it, you is a, a generational a cheerful person? Is it generational? No, so. Was he part of a generation that, uh, you know, maybe his parents uh, were in the depression and he grew up with not a whole lot. And he was so grateful to have this job. Was, was that no, plenty of people who come from that, who are still, I mean, plenty. I, I don't think it's general. Do you think it's generational? You really think that? That there's a whole swath of people? I do. Not not completely, but I do think that people of, uh, like our grandparents' generation, um, put up with a lot more just because a job was a job. Whereas, you know, I feel sorry for some kids today because they go online and they see that um, a 19-year-old is making a million dollars every six months as an influencer. Now, why would you want to go to work in the paper mill when you look at that? You know, it gives you a, you go, I don't want to work in the paper mill. I ain't working on Maggie's farm no more. Look, look at her. She's 19. That's unfair. The, the, the influencers who are making really good money, they worked at it. They didn't just have it handed to them. No, that's true. They found, they found the right situation and the right thing. That's true. And if you're motivated by money, you can find a way to do that. And, and, you know, you, you talk about it, but that's actually a teeny tiny fraction of the species oh, yeah. that are making bank that's true. like that. Yeah, that's true. That's I, I just don't, I think that people, um, whether it was a hundred years ago or a thousand years ago or a hundred years from now, I think people are people. I think some people are wired for mm-hmm. contentment and pleasure. And some people, mm-hmm. you could give them a million dollars and they'd go, well, this isn't going to last very long. 
I think so that's the I bottom think, line. Yeah. I think it's attitude. I really, I'm with Max on that one. It's Bob and Sherry. From sleep training to sex tips, if you have questions, I have answers. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Kim, your confidant and host of the Parentologist Podcast. Each week on the show, we dig into relevant topics related to everything parenting, marriage, current events, and mental health. You'll feel like you're in the room and part of the conversation. So please join me and get your weekly dose of expert-level advice and resources from me and my guests in a relatable, easy-to-digest way. Listen to the Parentologist Podcast now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Sherry here. Just saying a giant thank you to everyone who reaches out and contacts the show. We try to read every email, every DM, every text. We do miss some, um, and I apologize for that. If you would like to be on the show, or if something really wild has happened in your life and you'd like to be on the podcast, you can reach us at hello at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I. Hello at bobandsherry.com. That's usually the most direct way, but however you reach out, thank you and thank you for listening. Hi, I'm Dr. Kim, the parentologist. As a wife, mom, therapist, and all-around juggler like most of you, I lead a hectic life, and sometimes that means indulging in foods on the go that my stomach doesn't always agree with. Thankfully, Pepto-Bismol provides me fast and effective relief for all kinds of upset stomachs. Having a little too many guilty pleasures at a family barbecue or birthday celebration may lead to indigestion or heartburn, so I always keep Pepto on hand to get fast relief when I need it the most. Pepto-Bismol, use as directed and keep out of reach of children. It's the Bob and Sherry Store's Sizzling Summer Sidewalk Sale. Everything in stock is on sale, 10% off. 10% off! Including Sherry Lynch's cookbook, Cooking with Cats. And swag you can use, like Bob and Sherry 24-ounce latte mugs, travel mugs, H2Go water bottles, and our very hot line of Mother of All Mothers merch, including tote bags, candles, wear-around tea and sleep shirts. 10% off! It's the Sizzling Summer Sidewalk Sale. Everything is 10% off. Just hit Shop at BobandSherry.com and use the discount code PODCAST at checkout. What's good, y'all? I'm Timothy Matthew from Atlanta, Georgia. I'm going to show my friends and family back home a happy holidays. I will see y'all soon. To all my homies on board the biggest and baddest warship in the fleet, the same. Across the country and around the world on Armed Forces Radio, it's Bob and Sherry. You know, if you're out in the world, you probably know that a lot of businesses are having a hard time holding on to staff. And there's a lot of pressure uh, for managers to keep the lights on, keep things going when people just don't want to work at your business and you're understaffed. This is a message that was sent out to, and just the other day, was sent out to Olive Garden employees at an Olive Garden, see where that is, in Overland Park, Kansas. Here is the full message. Our call-offs are occurring at a staggering rate. From now on, if you call off, which means I'm not coming in, if you call off, you might as well just go out and look for another job. We are no longer tolerating any excuse for calling off. If you're sick, you need to come and prove it to us. If your dog died, (laughs) you need to bring that dead dog in and prove it to us. If it's a family emergency and you can't say, too bad. Go work someplace else. If you only want to work morning shifts, too bad. Go to work for a bank. If anyone from here is on a call out more than once in the next 30 days, I will fire you. Do you know in my 11 and a half years at Darden, I guess the company that owns the place, 
you know how many days I called off? Zero. I came in sick. I got in a wreck literally on my way to work one time. Airbags went off. My car was totaled. But you know what? I made it to work. Capital letters on time. There are no more excuses. Us collectively as management have had enough. If you don't want to work here, don't. It's as simple as that. If you're here and you want to work, then work. No more complaining about not being cut or not being able to leave early. You're in the restaurant business. Do you think I want to be here until midnight on Friday and Saturday? No. I'd much rather be at home with my husband and dog, going to the movies, or seeing my family. But I don't. I'm dedicated to being here, as you should be. No more excuses. No more complaints. I hope you choose to continue to work here. And I think we, management, make it as easy as we can on you all. Thank you for your time. And thank you to those who come in every day on time and work hard. I wish there were more like you. That was uh, sent out to the employees of Olive Garden, Overland Park, Kansas. And that manager was fired. Hey, Wayne, you're here, your family. <laughs> I was, I'm certainly feeling warm <laughs> and fuzzy. Oh, my God. You know, it. I feel terrible that the people were intimidated like that. In some ways, though, I feel sorry for the manager. Because when people didn't show up, she has to stay and do the closing on Friday and oh, Saturday. Yeah. And she's got to do all these hours. And the pressure of working in the restaurant business in a good time is strong. When people are not showing up, I get it. But boy, oh boy, you just cannot send out. You can't send something like that out because it's going to go on the internet, which of course it did. You got to be careful what you put in writing. Like it's one thing. Yeah. It says pop off. Okay. Like it's the, it's the staff meeting. You've made everybody come in on a Sunday. They're on the payroll for $2 right. an hour, but whatever. Right, right. Pop off at the meeting and be a lunatic. But when right. you put it in writing now, now we got problems. Sherry and I had a manager once who was a very capable person, but his one mistake was doing what you were describing. He would send out emails that were insulting, that were uh, sometimes incorrect. And all we had to do was save the email. Like, it's just, there. Like, look, it's look at there. all these things you said that are not true and also quasi-illegal. Like, yeah, exactly. That, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know if people have smartened up uh, and, and said to themselves, you know, I am not going to send anything in an email. I mean, Trump is, was famous for doing that. He would, uh, he would never uh, have his, his uh, thoughts uh, in an email. It's really, uh, from a business standpoint, it's really a smart thing to do, to just, as you said, at a, at a uh, conference, just say, you know, you all are just lazy, 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 lazy. And then somebody turns you in and you just say, well, you know, I think that was an overstatement. I was just encouraging people to work a little harder for our company. But when it's when it's right there and you can print it off, it's a different thing. Um, this idea, though, that you say to people, I got into a car wreck. I came to work. Is your dog dead? Bring the dead dog with you. Like, I know. That was the worst. That was the worst. Nothing in that um, statement made anybody want to work there or come no, to work there. No. Nothing. No. People, you know, life happens. Life happens yeah. to people. 
And, you know, and if you have an environment like that, I'm not going to be loyal to that job either. No, I know it. I don't know what, I don't know what, I thought of this the other day when there was nobody working at my supermarket, but two or three people. And there were like 60 people trying to check out what's going to happen. Because people are just saying, I don't want to work on, on Maggie's farm anymore. I, I just, I just don't want things to do are it. Gonna, things are going to change. Um, you're going to see more and more self-checkout, more and more delivery. I mean, things are just going to change. I They're not so. going to be like they were. Yeah. They're just not. Yeah, yeah. I think you're change. right. It's hard to go back. That's right. It's Bob and Sherry. The Bob and Sherry store is crowded with all kinds of great merchandise. It's always something. Including the new It's Always Something coloring book. It's always something. A coloring book for exhausted adults. Oh. Plus Sherry's cookbook, Cooking with Cats, the book of Bob. I know I'm a blowhard. He's a double blowhard. Mixes from the scone goddess. Ah. Candles. Mother of all mothers merch. And much, much more. Come check out the Bob and Sherry store. Conveniently located on the shop tab at bobandsherry.com. Bring whatever you drink and celebrate. Happy hour, 7 p.m. Eastern, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. Tonight, it's Bob and Sherry. We were just talking about this Olive Garden manager that popped off in an email to her staff and ended up losing her job because she just said crazy things to these people about, you know, if they're sick, they have to come to work. If their dog died, they have to come to work with the dead dog to prove it. I mean, just absolutely mental. It was awful. It, it reminded me one of my favorite, um, one of my favorite reality couples. Two people you've probably never heard of, Carlo and Sarah. Carlo is from Italy, and Sarah's American, and they're married. And she tortures him. She makes him go to Olive Garden. She makes him go to CC's Pizza. <laughs> like she. She drags him out and then she makes videos and posts them on TikTok and YouTube. <laughs> so one of my favorite TikToks that uh, Carlo and Sarah did was they're sitting at Olive Garden and uh-huh. she calls his grandmother home in Italy while he's sitting there working his way through his Olive Garden entree and says, no, no, we're at Olive Garden. Carlo says the food is so authentic and, and yours is gross. And he's like, no, damn me. And he's like, he's popping <laughs> off an Italian <laughs> So, um, this is, uh, this is just a taste. I'll post the whole video up on the Bob and Sherry Facebook, but here is a taste of Sarah taking Carlo to the Olive Garden for the first time. Carlo is going to cry. Carlo is literally about to cry. We were just talking about it and carbonara is already egg, which also that doesn't even look like carbonara. That looks like Alfredo. You know, it's okay, Carlo. I don't know what you said, but this is not carbonara one. But it doesn't look bad for you, yeah. But not, no, you know what I mean. Like, it doesn't look disgusting. Like, it doesn't white, so the carbonara white I never see in my life, but that's okay. I feel like it's Alfredo. I think that it's Alfredo, no shrimp, man, shrimp, chicken. It's like a soup, you can eat it as a soup. And for this, they give us tag. I think that there is milk, so carbonara without tag with milk. And uh, just eat it. It's metal with pee, pee. Honest opinion. Honest opinion. Carlos was horrified by what that That's was. That's a funny concept know. to take an Italian there. I mean, he didn't nothing know against what Olive to Garden. Do. It is what it is, but 
he didn't know what to do with the breadsticks. He didn't know what to do with the endless salad. Like he was so <laughs> bewildered by everything on the menu. And he was so, it wasn't that he was angry. It was like his feelings were hurt. He's like, what is this? This is not going here. This is not Italian. What are you calling this? This is not lasagna. It's hysterical. They're the cutest couple. I'll post that link up on the Bob and Cherry Facebook right now. Straight ahead. We're going to throw it back to the television debut of the legendary comic, Bill Engvall. It's Bob and Sherry. Bring whatever you drink and celebrate. Happy hour, 7 p.m. Eastern, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. Tonight, it's Bob and Sherry. It is time now for Everyone Needs a Laugh. And on Throwback Thursdays, and that's what today is, by the way, happy TBT, uh, we like to find a classic clip of a comedian that you know and love just starting out. This is the comedian Bill Engvall, who looks, Max saw it and went, oh my God, he looks so young. I, he looks like he might be 25. This is his network. 12. He looks 12. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't recognize him. That's how different he looks. This is his network TV debut. I'm originally from Texas. I was born in, yeah. yeah. I like being from there. I like being from Texas because you grow up with their little Texas sayings. Things like, I'll tell you what. <laughs> That's it. That's a complete sentence in Texas, folks. <laughs> I'll tell you what. What? Well, hell, I just told you. <laughs> and they look at things completely different. Anybody else in the country? I was recently back home. I was driving around. I had a flat tire. I pull the car on his little side of the road gas stations. The attendant walks out, looks at my car, looks at me. I swear to God, he said, tire go flat? <laughs> I couldn't resist. I said, no. <laughs> no, hell, I was driving around. Those other three just swelled right up on me. I just hate stupid people. I think stupid people should be forced to wear signs. They just say, I'm stupid. That way you wouldn't rely on them, would you? Like you wouldn't ask them directions, that's for sure. But doesn't it seem like whenever you're lost, the person you ask directions from is always the stupidest person in the world? This way, if they was wearing a sign, you'd know not to ask. I was like, excuse me, do you know how to get to the, oh wait, I'm sorry. I didn't see your sign. Well, that's okay. Hell, I'd have probably sent you the wrong way anyway. I'm stupid. And that's my job, basically, is to make fun of stupid stuff, and there's a lot of it out there. It's like before my wife and I moved from Texas to here, our house was full of boxes. My friend comes over and he goes, hey, you moving? I said, no. We just pack our stuff up once or twice a week. Just see how many boxes it takes. Here's your sign. A lot of stupid stuff. We're trying to buy some new furniture. A guy tried to sell us a thing called an occasional chair. Well, I didn't want to give him a stupid sign right there. I said, hey, we're looking for something that's going to be there pretty much all the time. I saw something stupid just today coming over here. I saw a guy driving a Yugo with personalized license plate. That man needs a sign. Because you know the plates cost him more than the car did. (laughs) 
I went shop with my wife. I think the stupidest store in the mall has got to be the pet store. Because everybody goes in there, but nobody buys. Because they want $500 for a dog. That's pathetic when you got to finance a damn dog. <laughs> How embarrassing would it be to get turned down for credit in a pet store? <laughs> Some guy going, buddy, you don't got enough money to own a damn dog. Can you see him repossessing your dog? <laughs> Some guy at the front door. Gotta have the hound, dude. <laughs> I'm sure ladies use curling irons. You ever get a chance to read the warnings on these things? I swear to you, it says the first time you use this curling iron, you may notice a slight odor and some smoke. <laughs> Hell, that means your hair's on fire. There's warnings on the blow dryers, too. It says, do not use while sleeping. <laughs> Has this become a problem? Because I don't know about the rest of you, but I cannot count the number of times. <laughs> I've been sound asleep. Woke up, I was doing my hair. <laughs> There's another warning. It says, do not use this blow dryer in the shower. writing this pamphlet. He ought to have to wear a damn sign. You people ever been in the shower? Honey, I'm done shampooing my hair. They tossed me that blow dryer. <laughs> Flying's getting to be stupid anymore. American Airlines had a jet land in Dallas with no wheels. Isn't that wonderful? Now we got pilots power sliding into airport. So, get off. And where do they put dogs on airplane? Right underneath. So you know when that plane was skidding down that runway, there was some dog down there going, hey, 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 hey! <laughs> this ain't right. I'm telling you, Fluffy, something is wrong. My toenails are gone. I'm a $500 dog. I can't die like this. At LAX, a jet had to abort its takeoff because another jet pulled in front of it. How the hell does this happen? How big is a jet, folks? About big as a hotel? I mean, it's not like a rabbit dart out in front of this jet. What was this guy thinking? It's like, here we go. Jeez, on a plane right there. Guys, I'm hiding that shrub. I didn't even see him there. <laughs> you can't make <laughs> Oh, there's more. <laughs> Delta had a crash in Dallas. You hear this whole story? The people who survived that crash, they put them on another Delta flight. <laughs> and it had to abort its takeoff because of engine problem. Don't you know the people in that plane were going, hey, I got an idea. <laughs> Why don't you just shoot us in the head right now? Not that he deserves a stupid sign, was this guy invented this gift out this last year. Did y'all say this, the shower radio cassette player? Now here's a good idea. I don't know about the rest of you, but I hear a good tune, I start bopping around. Now I got wet feet on slick tile. It's like I'm bad, bam, I'm dead. 
I'd love to see the police report on that one. Like, well, we don't know what happened. There was music playing. He had a blow dryer in the shower. And he was wearing a stupid sign. Thank you very much. That's a great set. He, he was a great guest on Bob and Sherry. He's a terrific guy. What a funny set. His very first time on TV. And you could hear it all. You could hear everything that was going to become his whole career. But yeah. it's wild to watch it coming out of someone that looks like they're not old enough to shave. And it's right. Bill Engvall. We'll post that up at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. You still have today and tomorrow to nominate your veteran to win a family trip for four to Amelia Island, Florida. All the details are right there. BobandSherry.com. This is Bob and Sherry. Hi, my name is Captain Amy Silverbush from the 380th ECES. I want to give a shout out to my family from Shingle Springs, California, and just wish you all a very happy Hanukkah. I miss you and I love you. Across the country and around the world on Armed Forces Radio, it's Bob and Sherry. So I saw this thing posted online, people who have worked on Wall Street at one of the uh, large firms, BlackRock, you name it, there's a million of them uh, on, on Wall Street. And a lot of times, guys, you know, burn out pretty quickly because there's a lot of pressure. I'm not going to read a lot of these, but a couple of them just jumped out at me and they just kind of said, no matter how much money you're making, sometimes life still stinks for you, just like the rest of us. The first one is this guy overheard a vice president of a Wall Street brokerage firm yelling in his office. The door was closed. It was around five o'clock in the afternoon. And what he heard was, screw you, Microsoft. I hate you. (laughs) I just I just feel better that a guy. That sounds like me most days. That's (laughs) what I'm saying. With Excel. That's what I'm saying. This other guy overheard somebody say, I have resolved that every time the expense team at J.P. Morgan screws me out of my $30 meal reimbursement, I take home a keyboard. So, I mean, I don't know how that much. That is so guy, petty and so relatable. I know. I'm sorry. I just, it's so <laughs> relatable. I mean, do you remember the time you walked into our manager Rick's office and you said, would I be fired if I took my computer out to the loading dock and smashed it into the ground? Yeah. And you know what? I got a new computer after that. <laughs> you so got one. I, mean, I know. I maintain that sometimes, you know, you ask politely, you, you're nice, right. you're, you right. put in a ticket. That's what they call it. Can you, why don't you put a ticket in on that? Yeah, let me put a ticket in on that. Put in a ticket, you put in a ticket, you put in a ticket, and nothing happens. And then pretty soon you're out on the loading dock chucking it. Because sometimes that's yeah. the only way to get it done. I know. I know. And no matter how much money you make, sometimes Microsoft is going to drive you out of your mind. Here's the next one. Analyst. Is this the largest drop you've seen in your portfolio? Partner. No, it dropped 50% when I got my first divorce. (laughs) Uh, One guy said, this drink tastes like I can do another year of banking. You know, I have known one or two people that have been on Wall Street and they made a ton of money. But honest to God, they were working 80 hours a week, easy, 80 hours a week. 
And they would come home and their wife would be so ticked off, even though she's living in the lap of luxury, she would say, do you realize that you, this actually occurred to somebody I know, do you realize you stink to high heaven? And the guy is in a suit, but he has been living in that suit for like 36 hours straight. It's a tough way to make a a lot of money. I couldn't do it even if I could do it because I don't even understand what it is they're doing when they're doing it. Do you know? Like, I really don't. I don't understand what they mean when they say that they work for a hedge fund. I I, I have no, like, my brain doesn't work that way at all. So, and I also don't understand their bonuses. I was reading, this was last year, I think, and maybe Vanity Fair. That they were, you know, looking forward to a $20 million bonus at the end of the year. Yeah, isn't that, sh- isn't that shocking? And they're like, ticked off when, when it doesn't come in. They're, they're ticked off. And, and on that too. note, let me end with this overheard on Wall Street. Hey, can you imagine being poor enough to get a tax refund? Oh, let them yep. eat cake. Yeah, I know. Good exactly. Lord. Exactly. This is Bob and Sherry. Who doesn't enjoy a little scandal, intrigue, and saliciousness? I know I do. Restless Shores, a podcast soap opera that will scratch your itch. Grab a cup or glass of your favorite beverage and take a break from your day-to-day. After all, what other podcast drama has more clones and psychics than necessary? Find Restless Shores wherever you get your podcasts. It is time now for the People's Movie Critic. I'm assuming that the majority of people have Netflix, okay? Except, of course, our Amish listeners, Caleb and Elvesta, who can't see because they don't have electricity. They spend all their time baking shoe fly pie and playing tiddlywinks or whatever. I don't know. But anyway. You know, you got to understand, if you're easily offended, this movie is not for you. Lars's terrible accent, though, you ask about that, it seems to come and go. And I'm not sure if that's on purpose because that would be funny or if he's just lazy and he wanted to get this thing over with. I know for a fact I did. I wanted to get this over with. You're going to love this. Let me, let me ask you, though, is 11 minutes and 40 seconds worth of a fight scene a little tiring? Not if you ain't the ones fighting. <laughs> I think that's a fair point. <laughs> Listen for his reviews every Friday and get all his reviews at BobandSherry.com. Oh, well, this is odd. Decidedly odd. It's the Bob and Sherry off-air podcast called The Oddcast with stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, or shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast drops every Monday and Wednesday on the Bob and Sherry website and the free Bob and Sherry app. I listen to you on the way to work and the Oddcast on the way home from work every day. I love Aren't it. you sweet? Thank you. The off-air Bob and Sherry podcast called The Oddcast. Download it now at bobandsherry.com with the free Bob and Sherry app or wherever you get your podcasts. Ways to get in touch with the Bob and Sherry Show. Stick your head out a window and yell, Hey, Bob and Sherry. Hey, Bob and Sherry! Get the Bob and Sherry free app for your phone and leave us a talkback message. Hey, Bob and Sherry. Email us through the Bob and Sherry website, bobandsherry.com, or email us hello at bobandsherry.com. Or you can call us at 833-4244-BOB or 844-52-SHERRY. Hello, Bob and Sherry. Leave us a DM on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. Or you can just kick it old school and yell out the window. Hey! Bob and Sherry! 
Bring whatever you drink and celebrate. Happy hour, 7 p.m. Eastern, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. Tonight, it's Bob and Sherry. Talk back time, 844-52-SHERRY. That's 844-52-SHERRY. Or download our app. It's free in Google Play and the Apple Store. Tap a little microphone in the bottom center of the screen. Talk and the app will do the rest. Hey there, Bob and Sherry, Max and Doc. It's Angela from Kentucky, uh, the loon from Ramblings of a, the Ramblings of a Loon blog. I just wanted to tell you, I just finished with today's oddcast about Bob and the woman in the red sob. I have been struggling with my anxiety all day today, and this podcast made my day. I laughed so hard, and I needed it so bad. So thank you for that. But I did have one slight contradiction. While the Chinese restaurant story is definitely classic Bob, I feel the most classic Bob story is the woman in Maine who yelled at him for his supposed alliance with Hezbollah. I think if that Hezbollah woman could show up at your book club, Sherry, it would be nothing short of epic. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed for that. And again, thank you all so much for all that you do. You guys are just fantastic. Uh, Take care. Love you bunches. She's referring to it was a a long time ago. So, I mean, we have new listeners that join us all the time, but she's referring to a brief vacation I took in Maine in Booth Bay Harbor, pulled into Booth Bay Harbor. And I had with me um, a friend of mine who was going through a divorce. I did not want to take him on this trip. I have friends in Maine and I was going to see them and I do my Maine stuff and I don't like anybody telling me that they don't want to do this. But he begged and begged and was such a pain. And I said, okay. So um, we got a couple of rooms uh, on the way to Acadia National Park in uh, Booth Bay. And I got up early in the morning. And Booth Bay Harbor is a charming, charming town. And I'm downtown. It's got shops and art galleries and all of this. And there's nobody around. The mist is, is rolling in, which I love. The fog is rolling in off of the ocean. And it's quiet. And I've got a nice cup of coffee I got from the inn. And I'm just walking through the streets that are empty there. And all of a sudden, out of the mist... I hear, what are you doing about a Hezbollah? And I went, I'm looking around. I'm going, what is this? And this woman appears and she's got this thick Brooklyn accent. What are you doing about Hezbollah? I'm talking to you. And I said, well, I'm against Hezbollah. And they, what are you doing about it? Do you understand? Do you understand how important this is? I said, I, I know it's important. So you're just walking around. You're thinking about whatever you're thinking about. You're thinking about the cool air here. You're thinking about the lobsters. That's what you're going to get. Nothing on Hezbollah. And I went, this is my vacation. And all of a sudden, I am getting into it with some woman who is bored in Booth Bay Harbor. She doesn't want to be in Booth Bay Harbor because it's too rural. She wants to be back in Brooklyn, and she's been thinking about Hezbollah. Now, let's, let me just say, Hezbollah is evil. Okay, it's evil. It's evil. I said, Madam, you're right. All I'm thinking about is cool air and lobster. There is nothing that I can do about Hezbollah at this moment. And then she just lit into me again. And then I threw my hands up in the air and she she said, ah, it's not even worth talking to you. And she walks away. I was so shaken at this point because who is attacked verbally at 715 in the morning in Booth Bay Harbor? With nothing more I than a cup of the, coffee to defend myself. The worst of it is when she said, it's not even worth talking to you. You were attacked and then disrespected. Totally. Totally. <laughs> you know, that I'm was a, a woman her. who never should. There, there are people There are people in Brooklyn 
who never should leave Brooklyn. There are people in Manhattan. I mean, that those folks just think New York City is is the only place in the world to be. Everything else, it's uncivilized. I don't care. Chicago, uncivilized. It's, everything's uncivilized. Everything is rural uh, and 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 just not right. They shouldn't they shouldn't go on trips like that. And I, you're <laughs> never going to find that lady. Are you kidding me? No, no. I'm not. Now, let me sure. just say that she was right. She was right, but. <sighs> I tried she to was fight right the good that, fight, you know. She was right that you weren't worth talking to about Hezbollah. <laughs> she was now she's right about Hezbollah. <laughs> I understand. I try to be as involved as I can. I keep up with the news. I give to th- four or five different service organizations what I can, you know. It's not like I'm totally checked out in the world, but I only get one week a year. You know? I'm going to guess, and I, you know what? I, I don't know. We we are not going to find the Hezbollah lady. But I'm going to guess that she wasn't a New Yorker who should have stayed in New York. I'm going to guess that she's a person um, with a troubled spirit and maybe some challenges in her wellness, her mental wellness, more than she was a New Yorker who should have stayed in New York. I am because- staying with the, the New Yorker thing. She, she is involved with uh, everything that is uh, international 24-7. She's just that person. And the idea of just strolling through the streets of a little village in New England has no appeal to her. Why she looked at you and thought, hey, there's a dude that looks like Kofi Annan. Let me talk about world politics with this guy. No, I'm, I'm the guy that looks like he's not going to hurt me. I can say anything to him. Well, you know what we'll do? Let's play um, an excerpt. We did an Oddcast episode on this when we um, found our driver. Uh, Let's play a little snippet of that next, because the Oddcast is stuff that we don't do on the regular show for all kinds of reasons. And we'll get that for you next. And then coming up, Oprah's favorite things. So you'll want to go ahead and get all your money ready. It's Bob and Sherry. Hi, I'm Tex Arden Capel from Cincinnati, Ohio, wishing you a Merry Christmas to my wife, my three kids, Cannon, Liana, Marvella. Love you, miss you, wish I was there. Have a great Christmas. Across the country and around the world on Armed Forces Radio, it's Bob and Sherry. If you've never listened to the uh, Bob and Sherry Oddcast podcast, it's stuff that we don't do on the show for like a gazillion reasons. Sometimes we just want more time than we have on the regular show. And sometimes we just want to go deeper on a subject. And in this particular episode, um, we found the driver that Bob cut off in traffic in one of his most legendary Bob moments. So here's a sample. I think that part of the reason that you fly off the handle like this is because you have an extremely dialed up sense of justice. And you, that is true. In that moment, in that moment, when you see something, when you see something that is not as it should be, or if someone crosses a line where another person might be like, "Oh my God, what?" You're it pushes on your justice button, and it goes DefCon five inside your head, and you're reacting in the name of justice before you can stop to think, maybe I shouldn't try to correct this situation. I, I think there must be uh, some, I, I know I'm part uh, English by derivation and, and I, mostly German and Irish, but there is some, some English, the wit side of the family. And I think that, that those, those strains 
of uh, DNA really are very strong in me because when someone says you have to stand in line in order to get the tickets, I stand in line. I don't try to con my way to get ahead of somebody else, or if another window opens, jump to the other window, even though there's people you know, in front of me. I, that's the way the British are. They queue up and they don't complain. I don't know if it's because they were bombed in World War II and they all had to get along or whatever, but I, that, that is a part of my character that there, things should just be, don't, don't throw trash in, in, out the window of the car. Drives me out of my mind. Why are you selfish you, pig? Why are you doing that? You are a person who never cheats. You just don't cheat, right? right? Now, if someone gives you like uh, an easier path, you'll take it because we're all human beings, right? Look what I says, do for a living. Yeah, I mean, if, if, me. look, if Bob is standing in line to get a hot dog, right? And the line in front of him is 25 people deep, but it's the best hot dog and the best hot dog truck in town. And, and he'll stand in line. He won't cut the line. He understands that the people are making the dogs as fast as they can. He's not going to say anything crappy or nasty. He's going to wait his turn. But if the owner of the hot dog truck sees Bob and goes, oh, is that Bob? I love Bob. And, and cuts Bob a, a break and pulls Bob out of the line. He's going to go because that's what, it's what we do as people. You'd go too, right? It's, it's not that you don't, you won't take the perk, but you don't cheat to get it right. because it pisses you off when other people do your sense of justice. Like if justice were a physical organ on your body, yours is huge. It scrapes the ground. Your feeling of how things should be is so insanely dialed up that I do worry. Max worries that you're going to be on one of your crusades and you're going to get in trouble so far so good. And you have tempered your behavior. The other thing about you that I freaking love because it brings me so much hilarity and joy is Bob takes seriously what other people understand is just something that's part of the job or part of what you have to do. So most people, when they walk into the bank to make a deposit and the teller says, got any weekend plans? Most people understand that the teller has been told by HR to say that. Bob, on the other hand, is like, business of insurers what weekend plans i have and he becomes outraged that you're can't you just do the bank de deposit can't we just have this transaction why do you want to know what my weekend plans are why do you want my email when i'm buying gum why do i have to review a pair of white crew socks why 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 so what am i supposed to do i might i'm just supposed to go along with the man right I'm supposed to go along with any crazed blonde who's got her first sports car cutting everybody off and nearly killing people. Am I supposed to go well, along with that? That seems to be an, an extreme overstatement. <laughs> I, don't I am known for that, but it gets, it gets people's attention, so they pay attention to me. I have my justice weapon and my, my sack <laughs> of what regrets. Sack. What was no, it? your justice sack. Oh, justice sack and my justice so weapon. <laughs> Jeez, I'm, I am. Hey, I don't know how Marvel missed me. <laughs> you can get the rest of this episode and every episode of the Bob and Sherry Oddcast in all of the places where you find podcasts and on our website at bobandsherry.com. Coming up, Oprah's favorite things. Bring your money. We've got that next. It's Bob and Sherry. You read it once. I don't believe that. And then you read it again. I can't believe this. It's Bob and Cherry's. I don't believe this shit.
It's that time of the year again. Oprah has released her list of favorite things. Those are not usually as mind-popping, insane as Gwyneth Paltrow's goop list, but let's run through some of the items. And, you know, it's various okay. price ranges. Um, the first item on Oprah's list is the press steamer iron. And you're probably thinking, oh, is that like a travel steamer for my clothes? No, it's a flat iron for your hair that apparently heats it and steams it. That is that is you hating any curl or wave in your hair as much as anything yeah. can be hated. But because I've known throwing, women in my life who would love yeah. that. I, 96 I know bucks. $96? What, what is that called again? I may actually have to... Uh, it's the TNC Tried and True Nori Presti Iron. If you want, I'll post a link to this on our Facebook after for your shopping needs. Okay. Um, also on Oprah's favorite thing list is the Capri 2-in-1 Garment and Duffel Bag. It just looks like a garment and duffel bag, but it's under $100, which I thought was decent of my girl. Now, the old St. Wick Senate candle for $103.20. If I want to be a widow, I'll buy that and tell Kevin I spend $103.20 on a candle. <laughs> and he'll drop dead on the spot. <laughs> and I'll be single again. All right, here's another one from my girl's favorite things. It's the Malibu t-shirt. And it's basically a white long sleeve T-shirt with some blue stripes on it for ninety eight dollars. I I can't get my head around. I can't get my head around spending ninety eight dollars on a cotton T-shirt. But I'm it's sure a lot. I guess it would depend on yeah. the uh, quality of the uh, of the cotton if that's what it's made out of. I don't know. Next up, blue light blocking reading glasses. My youngest. Now, to be fair, my youngest spends a ton of time on a laptop screen doing schoolwork. Mm -hmm. My youngest has taken to wearing very stylish blue light um, blocking reading glasses. It's and not I think a bad idea. No, it's great. And it's protecting Karamia's eyes. I think the yep. aesthetic at the moment is 1950s school librarian because that's kind of like I know the type. cardigan yep. sweaters, you know, right. the whole thing. Yeah, right, right. Um, a 12-piece stainless steel cookware set. Now, when I saw that it was 12 pieces and it's on Oprah's mm. list, I was like, get ready to mortgage the house. $280, which is a lot, but it's actually not unreasonable for 12-piece stainless steel cookware set. I'm I don't surprised. know. Um, I'm, aren't you surprised that it was a little mm -hmm. bit more affordable? Mm -hmm. Now, this next one, oh, it's the five days of hoops, as in hoop earrings, advent box so it's a little advent box and every day she or he can open it for a new set of hoop earrings that's that's two hundred dollars i'm gonna go with the 103 dollar candle and become a, a young widow i think, I think you're better I off yeah i think you're box. much better off um let's see what else does my girl have on her favorite things list um it's a bath towel bundle it's white bath towels and as best I can tell, you get one of each for $239. I'm sorry, what? Who spends $239 on a bath towel? One towel? No, you get like a bath towel and a hand towel and a washcloth. You get like oh. a little bundle of them for $239. Um, then there's some bedroom slippers for $54.95. That's not bad. Battery operated pepper mill and spice grinder for $44.99. Um, you know, I get kitchen gadgets every year for Christmas. And a couple of years ago, um, I was gifted 
really cool stainless steel battery operated salt and pepper shakers. Yeah, they're those rechargeable. Are they're yeah, rechargeable. I know those. We have those. Well, yeah. I spend more time recharging them than we do using them, but I love <laughs> yeah. them. I mean, they're, yeah. they're really super fun. Um, those are $44.99, by the way, on Oprah's list. The cashmere travel wrap. 100% cashmere travel wrap. That's going to set you back $199. So th- uh, that's for just, like taking out a plane? Say you're yeah. going on a plane, something like that? Can I just say, because y'all don't read women's magazines like Harper's Bazaar and Vogue and all of that. Um, either either you fly all the time, so you need a specialty wardrobe of tote bags and scarves and eye masks. Or, hear me out, you just reach into your closet and get one that you already own and take it on the plane. <laughs> yeah, but it's not called a travel item. You yeah. know? It, well, it's just something you have. This cashmere um, body set of Oprah, uh, cashmere wrap set of Oprah's does not have a parachute built in. So I'm not sure why I need that <laughs> specifically for mm-hmm. um, an airplane. All right. The Artist Capsule Cold Pressed Olive Oils. It's four little bottles and they're from different regions of the world and they're $150. And I never <laughs> want anything <laughs> like that because I would feel terrible eating it. How many do you get? On a salad, you get four little ones, little tiny. Four little ones for $190? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. And there's more. There's the Instaglow Panini Press and Warming Rack Bundle for $407. I'm not even sure what all it does. You make a sandwich and then it keeps it warm for $407? We do not have any more counter space for another one of those things. We've got the the fry cooker, the air fry cooker. We've got... We have like four or five things. We've got the coffee press thing. I have no more room in the kitchen for one more thing to uh, to take up space on the counter. If I had a $400 panini maker, I'm going to feel like I need to eat a panini twice a day every day for about a year to justify it. I'm going to think Don't I have find, to open a restaurant. Don't you find when you get something like that, you say to yourself, yeah. we're going to be panini people. That's who we yeah. are. And you're yeah. panini people twice. And then this you're never panini people I know. Again. And then All right, it's pointed out by your spouse. We'll get that posted up on the Bob and Sherry Facebook. This is Bob and Sherry. The Bob and Sherry store is crowded with all kinds of great merchandise. It's always something. Including the new It's Always Something coloring book. It's always something. A coloring book for exhausted adults. Oh. Plus Sherry's cookbook, Cooking with Cats. The book of Bob. I know I'm a blowhard. He's a double blowhard. Mixes from the scone goddess. Ah. Candles. Mother of all mothers merch. And much, much more. Come check out the Bob and Sherry store. Conveniently located on the shop tab at bobandsherry.com. Bring whatever you drink and celebrate happy hour, 7 p.m. Eastern, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. Tonight, it's Bob and Sherry. There is a website called Add Adult Problem, and they're posting about things that are kind of a pain in the neck being an adult, especially at this time of the year. And here we go. Punishments for kids are like rewards for adults. I will turn this car around and not go anywhere. Go to your room and don't talk to anybody. Go to bed early. Yes, all of those things would be great. But when you're a kid, it's the worst. Someone would send me to my room. They could send me to my room without dinner. Ha ha, joke's on y'all. I'm cooking it. Nobody's getting dinner tonight. Send me to my room without dinner. Take my You see what I mean? Please, yeah. Add adult problem. Here's another one. Adulting. 
Wanting to be invited, but not wanting to go. Yeah. You you don't want to be left out. Right. But it will be really handy if you just, for whatever yeah. reason, like a really good reason, couldn't go. Yeah. Uh, modern adult, me at 18. As long as I'm in bed by 3 a.m., I'm good. Me now. It's already 8 p.m. We can't start a movie this late. I cannot tell you how many times that has. I can't tell you how many times that I do that during the week. Like Mary will, will go. She said, she goes, I'm going to go into the bedroom. I'm going to take the cat and dog. And I'm going to look at these TikToks. And I know they drive you crazy. So whatever. And it's like 8.05, right? So I'm not going to bed at 8.05. And I go, I cannot watch any more political stuff. I've already talked myself into that. Let me see. What's on? All right, I got to go to the movie. And then there it is. Okay, that's pretty good. Dunkirk. I've seen it once. Let's just... And then it pulls up two hours and 11 minutes. Nope. And you think to yourself... Nope. That is a two o'clock Sunday afternoon commitment. That is not that's an exactly eight o'clock what Tuesday it is. night commitment. That is Although, exactly what it is. You know what I watched? I can't remember. A couple of nights ago, it was on Turner Classic. There are no commercials on Turner Classic. And, like, I am really, I'm delighted by, you know, Ibrance and Sky Rizzi and Ubrelvi and all of these. I'm thrilled that, you know, go science. You just go science. But every once in a while, you just want to kind of zone out without endless yeah. interruptions. Yeah, I know so exactly that, what you mean. So I'm flipping channels. I'm like, I need something to just zone out to. And in two minutes, Stand By Me was about to start, and I mm-hmm. hadn't watched it probably since it came out. Mm-hmm. River Phoenix, Will Wheatley, Kiefer Sutherland's in it, um, and uh, Corey Feldman. It was, Jerry, it was. Jerry. I'd forgotten how great it was. It was such a joy. You know, it holds up. It really does. It really does. We were we were talking at the beginning of the holiday season because I think people do watch more movies at home this time of the year. We were talking about some sort of uh, study done by a psychologist that said, don't listen to your friends. If you want to watch The Guns of Navarone for the 18th time, go ahead and do it. It gives you comfort. It, you, you know what's going to happen, right? Uh, but, you know, you're cool with it. And, you know, just go ahead and watch it if it makes you feel good. Well, I hadn't. I'd seen Stand By Me probably twice um, when it first came out. And then again, a couple years later, I hadn't seen it in a long time. You forget, like, Kiefer Sutherland was such a good bad guy. And there's this great moment at the end of the movie, the climactic part of the movie, when the little boys confront the older hoodlums. And now, you know, it could have gone really badly for them. But Will Wheatley, who grows up to be a writer, he's the Stephen King stand-in in the the story. Mm -hmm. So he plays Gordon LeChance, and he grows up to be a writer, and he looks at Kiefer Sutherland, who's got his hair bleached blonde, and he's got the t-shirt cigarette pack rolled up in the sleeves, just sneering and snarling away like a delinquent. And Will Wheatley goes, you cheap dime store hood. And it is like such a great moment in the movie because Will Wheatley's 12, right? I mean, this guy right. could like tear him to pieces. It's, 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 right. we, it's, I'm sorry to do this, but you'll get corrected. It's Wheaton. Wheaton. I'm sorry. Will yeah. Wheaton. Oh, my God. And I'm a Star Trek Next Generation fan. I, I'm going to slap my, hold on while I slap myself. Ouch. Okay. All <laughs> the, right. The, the reason chasing. that that works, that works is because the words are 
really street savvy. And you coming know? out of a 12-year-old's coming mouth. Coming out of a 12-year-old, yeah. What makes it such a great moment is the story has been building. You know Gordon's going to grow up to be a writer. He's going to grow up to be Stephen King. And so he has a head full of dialogue. And then he's just looking for a place to put it. And in that moment, that kid becomes one of the characters in the stories that he's going to grow up to write. Right. And it was just so nice. And it was such a break from... From Sky Rizzy, you know, which yeah, I'm, I'm all for. I'm Team Sky Rizzy, but you need a break sometimes. You know, say what you want about Sky Rizzy. In those commercials, those people, whatever they're suffering with, are having more fun than you are. Oh, they're, the Liberty oh, they're, Mutual commercials yeah. where they're at the pool party. Those oh, kids yeah. having the pool party with insurance. That's the yep. best time I've never had. For All of sure. them. Whatever your affliction, you're, you're baking bread, you're surfing, you're hanging out uh, in the sky, Rizzy. You're hanging out of a helicopter, literally. Just literally. so much fun. I know. It's Bob and Sherry. The Facebook, the Twitter, the Instagram. You know, that's how your mom describes them. We're on all of them, and we would love to have you come hang out with us on any of our social media. Hit up our Facebook for stuff you hear every day on the show. Talk to us on Twitter. Shoot us a message on Instagram. We want to hear from you, and we want to follow you back. Plus, it's always Catterday right around the corner, and we're looking at your pics. That's Bob and Sherry on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our website, B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. Sign up for our newsletter, and you can could win a $50 Visa gift card. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Now, let's open up the Bob and Sherry Archive Vault. Lisa, welcome to the chat room. How you doing? I'm great. I'm a first-time caller. Welcome, welcome, Lisa. Merry Christmas. Yeah, you having a nice holiday season? Yes, Yes, I am. Well, it wasn't always like that, though, was it? No, it wasn't. It really wasn't. Back in 1984, me and my husband, JC, got married in November. Somehow she made it through the 70s. (laughs) You did. You got through the 70s. She got through the 70s. Okay, thank God. (laughs) And uh, we were very young. Your husband's name was what? JC. How appropriate. What was for the name after she said this? <laughs> his, name, his name is every time, he, every time he'd walk into the room, she goes, he's still with him. <laughs> him again. Um, his name is John Christopher, but he goes by JC. I guess his I'll parents bet, probably yeah. gave him that. Yeah. yeah. My brother goes by GD. His name is Mark. <laughs> um, now, Lisa. So you married JC in 1984. Was this like a really, were you guys very, very young and poor? We were very young. Uh, Very short story. We met on September the 12th in 1984. We got married on November the 18th. We knew each other two months and six days. He was 17. I was 23. Uh, we did not have to get married. It's like statutory rape. Lisa. I knew that's what you were thinking. That was it was such a short time we wouldn't have known if we had to get married. What is, what state were, allowed that? Were you his that? teacher? What was the what yeah? Was the well, deal? How did you babysat? What? How did you meet him? Well, actually, my next door neighbor she rode his school bus. He was a school bus driver, oh, and okay. um, she he started blowing. <laughs> Yeah, he was in the 12th grade, and she, he started driving by my house blowing the horn, and we met on a blind date, and uh, we got married two months and six days later. We just celebrated our 16th anniversary. This Good for you. So, but, uh, you, know, you know what? I admire any woman who's in her house 
and a 17-year-old <laughs> drives by with a bus blowing the horn, and she says, hmm, marriage material. <laughs> he looked good. I'm telling you, he looked good in that school bus. <laughs> Did it freak you out a little bit that you were, you know, 23 and he was not even old enough to vote? Yeah, it, it really did because his mom had to sign for us to get married. What did his mother think of you, a hussy, an older woman coming in and poaching her high school senior? Uh, actually, I think she was ready to unload him because he was kind of lost. <laughs> he That's was still how he in, got the name. He was still in high school, old JC, wasn't he, on your wedding day? Right. I mean, we got married on Sunday, November the 18th. I went back to work the next morning. He went back to school. How freaking! <laughs> your, favorite, no. your favorite Christmas song that year was "What Child Is This?" <laughs> but, you know, I got him young. I trained him. He's made an excellent husband. And you're still married to him? Yes. How we just celebrate our 16th anniversary. Give you a round of applause. Thank you. That's just awesome. I'm very proud of it. Uh, we lived in a three-room house. That you know, we rented a three-room house. We were very poor. We had one car, uh, no telephone. But he had his bike. Yes, that's right, and the school bus. And the school bus, yeah, of course. <laughs> but that year, um, he was still into doing boy things, so he liked to put together model cars. So I bought him one of those. I'm not believing this. I am oh, not I believing this. <laughs> this is so scary. It gets so much worse, Sherry. <laughs> Sounds like they, this is something you had in common. JC was into boy things, and so were you. I was Holy so I got him the little snap-together model car, and he got me what I guess I like to refer to as a counterfeit Cabbage Patch doll. They were really popular at that time, and he couldn't afford the one that cost like 30 bucks in Kmart. So he went to the flea market and bought a $10 one from the little old ladies that set up and sell them. But the funniest thing that happened was he bought me a pair of red shoes. And we were at the local Kmart. It wasn't a big K or a super K then. It's just you know, a small Kmart. Yeah, we didn't have as much back no, then in this country. These were the 80s, Bob. just had the regular K with the blue light right, special. Right, Well, we were there a couple a couple of days before Christmas, and we were just walking around doing a little shopping. How did the and- populace ever get through? <laughs> you know? How did we do it? Well, back um, in the 70s, they didn't even have a Kmart. I mean, think about the deprivation. You're right. I know. So go on. Y'all were at the regular Kmart. Yeah, we were up there walking around, and we were in the shoe department, and he picks up these pair of red shoes, and so help me God, they were they were hideous. And he said, look, honey, what do you think about these shoes? And I said, oh, my God. I said, you know, that's something Dorothy wore on the Wizard of Oz. Didn't think anything else about it. Well, we got up on Christmas morning, give him his model car, give me his, and he gave me the Cabbage Patch doll, and I had two packages. <laughs> So I opened up the other, and guess what it was? The, the red shoes. Red shoes. <laughs> I felt about an inch tall. Oh, oh it was horrible. But, it, but, but really you made funny. it up to him, right? I'm sorry? You made it up to him, right? Oh, yeah, in more ways than one. <laughs> she used to wear them to the parent-teacher meetings. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, yeah, like you went to his high school graduation. I mean, you became his, you had to sign his absence forms and stuff, right? No, actually, about three weeks after we got married, we were in such a financial crunch that he decided he was going to quit school and get a full-time job, and he did. So he, he did quit school and right after the first year and um, got a full-time job and got his GED, went to get his GED. That's good. That's some powerful love that you two felt for he one must another. Have, JC, JC must have been one hell of a JC. hard kid, though. When, it, when the mother says, "Go ahead, quit school and get married," <laughs> you know, and it's and it's cool. Lamar's with us. He wants to say, "Hey, Lamar. Lisa." Hey, Lamar. 
Hey, how's it going? It's going good. I love you. I listen to you all the time. You're great. God bless you. I appreciate it. What I want to know is, why would his mother just not raise his allowance and take care of all this? <laughs> she couldn't afford him anymore. Oh, okay. I Those model know. cars, they're not free. That's right. See, this, hey, is, this is what happens when you've got a school bus as a pickup vehicle. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> What is the secret, Lisa, of all people, you must know the secret of marriage, because th- these are some kind of odds to surmount. What is the secret? Um, well, we really loved each other when we met each other, and I believe in love at first sight. I think it was love at first sight, and he's a wonderful person. He treats me like a queen. He's made it up to me. We didn't have any money to obviously take a honeymoon. And he told me, he said, you know, stick with me, and I promise you I'll take you to Hawaii on our 15th anniversary. And he did. Thanks okay. a lot. Merry Christmas. See you Merry tomorrow. Christmas. Merry Bye-bye. Bye. Bob and Sherry store is crowded with all kinds of great merchandise. It's always something. Including the new It's Always Something coloring book. It's always something. A coloring book for exhaust. Adults. Plus Sherry's cookbook, Cooking with Cats, the book of Bob. I know I'm a blowhard. He's a double blowhard. Mixes from the scone goddess, ah. candles, mother of all mothers merch, and much, much more. Come check out the Bob and Sherry store, conveniently located on the shop tab at bobandsherry.com. The Fun Size Podcast, a shareable taste of the show at our website or the free, free Bob and Sherry app. It's going to be kind of interesting to see if there are Christmas parties, office Christmas parties. Has that rebounded? Because some people have gone back to, to work. COVID is not, knock on wood, as bad as it was two years ago. Our company's going to be throwing Christmas parties. And are there 10 characters that you can find at every Christmas party? I'm going to run down the characters. Some of the descriptions here in just one word, I don't get. Maybe you can fill me in. On some of them. Okay. But some of some of them I think we all know. So these are the characters, according to this author, you'll find at every staff Christmas party. Um, the peak too sooner, the flirt, the blabbermouth, the weeper, the limpet, and the worst, which is the kisser. Other characters are the organizer the dancer, an overly lively dark horse who's quiet the rest of the year, and Houdini, who somehow leaves early and nobody knows when he left or she left. We used to work with Houdini, so I know yes, who we Houdini did. is. Yes, um, we did. Uh, which one is the, did you say the limpet? Yeah. Which one yeah. is that, do you think? I, I'm trying to figure that one out, too. The limpet. Is is that just like a, a wallflower? A poor soul that just, you know, Maybe. doesn't connect yeah. at all and feels, and I think, yeah, feels, you know, out of place in a social situation. Well, we all I, know the flirt. We all know the flirt, right? And I agree. There are flirts almost always at a Christmas party. I um, think that the kisser has to be gone by now, right? Haven't we beaten that out of the kisser in the last couple of years? God, I never think about I've that. I've got limpet yeah. is absolutely serene and untroubled. Really? This huh. is marked by transparency, clear, simple, and style. And then the second one seems to be what's going on here. Absolutely serene and untroubled. Huh. 
I don't picture limpet being that way, but I'll, I'll take that as a, as a definition. The peak too sooner, is that somebody that just shows up and, and, and just throws up everything he or she has from a, a social situation and then has nothing for the rest of the night? I'm, I'm not or, sure about that or, or um, has having a great time and then is overserved and crying in the bathroom and the party's over. Is that, <laughs> and becomes, yeah. becomes the weeper. That's very possible. Now, the blathermouth, very often that's somebody with some power. Don't you remember we used to work with the blabbermouth who had some power? Oh, that guy, yeah. Just talking that constantly. Guy. Talking constantly, meaning, meaning nothing at all. Um, you know, I wonder if the kisser is done because of everything. The organizer is still there, and it's usually a woman who just puts everything together. Not always, but very often a woman. The dancer, I wish I learned how to dance better. I wish I, I wish my parents had sent me to Cotillion, like some of my friends. We didn't have the money to go because women love a dancer, and I don't have that kind of confidence to get out there. Mary loves to dance. She always ends you up know, dancing with our gay friend. You know, um, even a bad. We have more than bad, one. I, even a bad. Yeah, your one gay friend. Yeah, my one gay. Dance. We. I. I have. Believe me, I'm in radio. I have a lot of gay friends. We, we ordered our gay friend from Wayfair.com. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, there are amazing. people, though. I think there are people that have one gay friend, right? Or and, and he's not, or she's not even a, a real close friend. It's just an acquaintance, and, and 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 that person fills in for you know. I'm open to everyone. I have you know Barry. Barry is a friend of mine. Um, I think that. If you dance with joy and pleasure, even if you're bad, you're good. And on, on their deathbed, nobody ever said, you know what? I'm glad I didn't dance more. <laughs> you know, right? It's true. I, this yeah. being like so worried about, you know, what other people think or say, like that has got to go after a certain point. You should get out there and do whatever version of whatever kind of dance you can do and dance with your beautiful wife. You really should. Come on, you it's know just that, that she too. she knows how to dance. I mean, she knows all the steps. She knows swing dance. She went to cotillion, and uh, I my dancing is has never progressed beyond like sixth grade. Uh, you know, Friday night get-togethers. That's it's okay. kind of like it's kind of like my skiing. You know, I can ski pretty good. But not great with both skis real tight together like those you see those guys doing, you know? My husband won't dance with me either. And he does no public speaking of any kind. Like, I can't believe he comes on happy hour every now and again. He will not dance with me. We go to a party or a wedding or whatever, and me and my youngest hit the floor. He I'll dance with Mary, but it's not as much fun for her as it is with uh, Barry, our one of our many gay friends. <laughs> You can get Barry yourself right now at Wayfair.com. Use the code MyGayFriend for free shipping. Oh, my God. She probably would have more fun if she knew that you weren't so self-conscious and yeah. nervous about it. Do you dance like at knew- home privately with her? Uh, like when nobody's watching? Will you do that? No. I, I have no, to admit we do don't. That. There's no, none of that. She's, none she's of that too busy reading. Here. She's too busy looking at TikToks. 
If she were to dance with me at home, she'd be looking at a TikTok. Maybe you could learn a TikTok dance. And then you could, look, you would be meeting her at two of her hobbies, dancing and TikTok. Have you seen those TikTok dancers? Are you kidding they're hard. me? Yeah, they're hard. Karamia oh. tries to teach them to me all the time. Forget I'm terrible. Forget it. That's yeah. not happening. That is not <laughs> happening. It's Bob and Sherry. Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. I am on day 17 of opening my inbox to find that someone I know has sent me the story and photos of uh, the TSA finding the cat in the suitcase in New York. My mom has sent it to me. Former coworkers have sent it to me. A neighbor sent it to me. My kids, everyone I know, listeners has sent it to me. I'm fully expecting to get it tomorrow from the descendants of my fourth grade teacher in Thane, Wyoming. And if you missed it, it, it is hilarious. Like my mom had the best take on it. My mom said, this was on, on like day seven of my getting the, this story emailed to me. My mom said, well, Sherry, I just feel like this would happen to you or Bob. So you got looped in on this. What happened mm-hmm. was it wasn't the person's cat. Somebody was visiting a friend and the cat sneaked into the suitcase after mm-hmm. it was packed. The person mm-hmm. zipped it up, came to the airport. It was a carry-on and it went through. And the photo that I have gotten, um, again, I'm on day 17 of getting this three times a day. The photo (laughs) is the x-ray image of the suitcase. And you see like shampoo, toothpaste, cat. And a cat. And it's so, so, so funny. I can't, I can't believe everyone is. Oh my word. Yes. You know what, doc? We'll go ahead and we'll post this up on our Facebook. He looks ticked off too. I can't believe everyone isn't getting this like I am. So the, the my favorite part of it, the cat's name is Smells, which is awesome. It's an awesome it name for a cat. The owner of the cat said that I didn't know Smells was missing until the airport called me and said, <laughs> you need to come get your cat. And, and then you say to yourself, gee, I didn't know that she liked traveling that much. And That's the wildest that, that was the part where my mom said, Cher, I read that. And I thought, how did this not happen to Bob Lacey? So your legend has spread west of the Mississippi with my mom. Listen, it could. Um, Mary's cat, Kiki, who, uh, by the way, is struggling a little bit. She's six, 16 years old and she's still spry and she still gets around, but uh, she's having some problems eating. And we're, we just took her to the vet and we're dealing with it. And she's, she's okay right now. But she, in her old age, has decided that she's going to start sleeping in different places. Mary came home from a trip, and she had a small suitcase like a carry-on that you'd use on a plane. And she didn't unpack it right away. For two days, the cat just very quietly got into the suitcase and would just cozy up in there and just look out and around. It was the perfect place for her because it's safe. So you can see how cats get in these things because it's oh, safe, yeah. four walls, and it's soft. I, when I'm, and I don't travel as much as we used to for work, but I used to be gone quite a bit. And I'd basically come home, dump one bag, and then pack it up for the next one. And I yeah. always had at least one, maybe two climb into that bag, like, okay, oh. we're game. We're up for it. We're ready to it's go. It's a thing. I didn't know it was a thing. 
because Kiki's oh. only been doing it recently. Is that right? Oh yeah. See, you you don't really, except for the litter box, which is your job, you don't really pay that much attention to Kiki. I was over visiting my niece Britt, and I set my handbag on the coffee table. We were sitting on the couch, and her cat Franklin Roosevelt came out of the bedroom, looked at me, looked at her, and climbed inside my handbag and went to sleep. <laughs> Just like that. Yeah, and the, it was almost like the cat was like, oh, thank God, I'm so bored. Uh, there's nothing to watch on TV. We never go anywhere. Thank God you right. brought a new bag for me to look into. Right, so, right. So, yeah, that is their thing. When you, If you haven't – see, I just assume everybody has seen this a thousand times because I'm getting it sent to me three times a day every day. When you see this, you will absolutely <laughs> die at the X-ray image of the cat inside the bag. And the person that was traveling – you know, TSA says, sir, can you step aside? Is this your bag? Can you step aside? And you're like, what? A full-size toothpaste? A weapon? And sir, um, you you do know that there's a cat in your bag. How freaky And they open the thing and the cat looks up. And sure enough, the cat is in the suitcase. freaky That's crazy. Is not that the best day for TSA? I love Mm -hmm. TSA. That is the best Mm -hmm. day ever to be a TSA agent. It's Bob and Sherry. Veterans, there's no real way to say thank you for everything you've done for us. But the Bob and Sherry Show is sure going to try. We want to send veterans on vacation. Thanks to our friends at Visit Florida. Just nominate your favorite veteran by going to BobandSherry.com and hitting the contest tab and sharing their story. We could send that veteran and their family to Amelia Island, Florida to stay five nights at Residence Inn by Marriott Amelia Island. Located near the beach, this hotel has spacious suites complete with full kitchens, which are perfect for families. This also includes an eight-hour fishing charter with pipe dream charters, a round of golf at Amelia River Club, and a Lux Boho Picnic, courtesy of Lux Picnics by Les, plus round-trip flights and a rental car. If you're active military or a veteran, Florida salutes you. Bob and Sherry are sending veterans on vacation. Nominate a veteran or yourself today at BobandSherry.com. Bob and Sherry contest rules apply. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app. Elizabeth Taylor, the great actress, won two Academy Awards. One was for Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? I've seen that on TV. And then there was one other. She won two Academy Awards. And the other one, I will tell you the name in just a moment. The other one has sort of mystified and haunted me my entire life. And I'll get to it in just a moment. It must have been very good to be the assistant for Elizabeth Taylor. Because the Christian Dior dress that she wore when she won Best Actress was her lucky charm. Best Actress in 1961. She also, I think, wore it in 1967 for Virginia Woolf. The dress was assumed to be back at Dior, but it turns out that she held on to it. And it was in a suitcase for over 50 years in the back of the actress's assistant's closet. She gave it to the assistant to hang on to. The assistant became the owner of the dress. It's hitting the auction block this week with some other things that Elizabeth Taylor gave to her. And the dress is expected to fetch at least $60,000. So the assistant's getting that and who knows whatever other things she has that Elizabeth Taylor gave her. The other movie is Butterfield 8. And I had never until a few days ago 
seen one second of Butterfield 8. Maybe, maybe a few seconds, but it has haunted me my whole life, and here's why. My mother took me over. I forget how old I was. I was probably around 11, something like that, over to uh, Connie Zimmerman's house. And Connie Zimmerman was watching a movie on TV. And um, she and my mother wanted to talk in the kitchen and smoke cigarettes and drink coffee. And so my mother said, Bobby, why don't you just go watch uh, what's on? And Connie Zimmerman said, oh, no, 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 no. He can't watch that. And my mother said, why? That's Butterfield 8. Elizabeth Taylor's. And my mother went, oh, yeah. Yeah, Bobby. Let's, let's see if we can find something else. And then I forgot about Butterfield 8. So I read this article about the Elizabeth Taylor dress. And I'm going through, I think it was Netflix. And there it is, along, you know, with um, not documentaries, um, classic movies or something, one of their listings. I went, that's that movie that they wouldn't let me watch. And the picture of Elizabeth Taylor, I mean, she's so beautiful, is in this really skimpy, almost negligee sort of dress. And I went, I wonder what this movie is. Movies from that era, you know, the early 60s are really hard to watch. They're, they're slow and they're, they're kind of boring. And I put it on and here's why she didn't want me to watch it when I was 10 or 11 years old. Elizabeth Taylor is playing what they used to call a call girl in New York city. And Butterfield eight was the uh, telephone. Uh, what, what do they call that? They had different uh, exchanges. Exchange? like Murray Hill seven or Cedar nine, or they, they all had, depending on where you live, different sort of exchanges with, with uh, words and Butterfield eight, I think, because I didn't watch the whole movie. I had to do something else. I'm going to finish it. I think it was her call center where when she got a call from Butterfield eight, it was to go over to a guy's apartment. But the interesting thing about this movie is you never see her in bed with a guy. The guy has left and she's been left some money. And this one guy she really likes and she puts the money on the, on the counter and set and writes in lipstick, keep your money or something like that. And she goes into his closet and gets his wife's mink and wears it home instead. But throughout the movie, I haven't seen the whole thing. You hear about what she does, or it's implied. Her mother kind of knows, and her mother's got a Kravitz type of woman who's a friend. And she's always saying, well, where were you last night? You weren't home at all. I, I understand your mom said you were out, and you'd, you'd see the Elizabeth Taylor character lie and say that she was with a girlfriend. But it's so interesting that they... We're trying to make her into a call girl, but without showing her actually in bed with a man. She would get up in the morning and she'd brush her teeth with whiskey because it was all that was there. And she'd smoke cigarettes constantly. All the things that said, oh, this is not a good woman, except that one thing. And so the whole movie, they ne- I've heard of this movie. I've never seen it. They, yeah. they never show Everything's no. just implied. Everything's implied. And is it, it must like have been Pretty so Woman? hard. 
Is it like Pretty Woman where there's this like weird fantasy happy ending where one of the Johns is rich and falls in love with her and whisks her well, away? That that's the one she's falling in love with, Lawrence Harvey, who is a you know a great actor. Um, but the the guy who is her friend in the movie, guess who he is? Eddie Fisher, who who she broke up his marriage with uh, Debbie Reynolds, Carrie Fisher's mother. And that's evidently where they met. And there was just all sorts of these these crazy things. But what was it like to work as the director of that movie where you're dealing with basically a prostitute and you can't show her except in implying that she's wearing, you know, tight dresses and that sort of thing. You just couldn't be lazy. You had to get all kinds of creative and work a little harder. And that might be why this movie is a classic that's lasted as long as it has. And she won the Academy Award for for Best Actress. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's Bob and Sherry. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast and the Bob and Sherry Oddcast. We would love if you would subscribe, rate and review, and share it with a friend on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again for listening.